Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. I'm going to start with a little story. Our topic is building social capital. And I think uh, in the pandemic and post, if, if anything got us through, it was our social capital and our network and uh, the influence of those that we have uh, reached out to in our circle. April 18th, 1775. So we're going back a, a few years. Um, two men leave Boston on horseback. One goes north. And there's a powerful message of a revolution in the air. One goes north, and his name is Paul Revere. One goes south on the very same night, and his name is William Dawes, D-A-W-E-S. Only one ended up in Longfellow's poem. He knew what doors to knock on. Paul Revere was, had a huge network, huge social capital. He's the only one of the two that had a militia. So I, I start with that because it was, uh, that's in the Harvard Business Review. It's a great story from 2005. And I often refer to it on the power of connections. And we know when people come into our offices to interview, their resume is what we see first, but their soft skills is what really closes the deal. So the power of your social capital really depends on your soft skills you know, your friendliness, very basic things that, that uh, Andrew Carnegie, uh, or Dale Carnegie wrote about. Um, your friendliness, your likability factor, uh, and now a very popular word, your intention. How intentional are you about um, developing new relationships? And <clears throat> in the pandemic and beyond, that really carried us when the economy shut down. We really saw who our friends were and who we could tap, uh, you know, to ask for help and who could get things done. So like a Paul Revere, uh, I have several of those Paul Revere's in my life and really helped me. I didn't start my business till age 40. So I didn't have 25 years to figure it out. I needed to develop a powerful, influential, helpful circle of influence. And I am so blessed to have Annie Carnathan as one of my very early uh, influencers in my life. And, and hence when she said, I think we should do a podcast. <laughs> I probably didn't think about it long enough, but here we are. We're, we're doing a podcast. So that was from your influence, Annie. Are we ever, girl, right? Yeah. And I just want to say, does anybody, has anybody ever heard of William Dawes? Okay, we got two. Wow, okay, I never have. <laughs> and, and part of what we do that makes Ian squirm is we don't, <laughs> we don't rehearse things. We have big umbrella things, right? But the story unfolds, what, below the iceberg. And we're here to fill in, and, and you see me mesmerized because the world revolves around stories. The world revolves around our experiences. 
And I think a little bit of, of how we go through life is, do you want someone with the same experiences or do you value people with different experiences? And to me, there has to be trust. There has to be rapport. And what Anne described in the connection economy, her phrase, is so essential to determine who you're choosing to have in your life. And today, there may be new people that you may or may not choose to have in your life. Every person you meet is an opportunity to have a connection. And so the, the networking thing, it's like, right? <laughs> but, but people say, how do you network? I, I don't have a, a single scintilla in me that when there's a room of people, I don't want to meet. And I could be with Anne, and if I hear the door open and someone else comes in, I'm like, could you wait a second? Like, somebody came in. I, I don't, you know. So, so that's innate. And, and, and today, again, we're all connected for one hour, and you didn't have to be here. The main, main kudos go out to you for being here and trying to get something out of this that you're going to take away. And what does that look like? to have that additional connection. Because we all know as we go through life, I'll, I'll speak for myself, my concentric circle is shrinking. There's just people at this point with the, the same amount of time we all have that just for whatever reason, we didn't, we didn't grow the same, our experiences became too, too disparate, too different. And so you have to, what, pick and choose. And so we go, as women, we say, well, does it mean to be some, you know, a toxic friendship or someone who criticizes? I think we're all human first. Anybody that looks for per perfection, I'm out the door, right? And so what does it look like, you know, to Anne's point, to get to the, Anne and I are a 100% result of connections. And if we didn't have important, meaningful connections, this podcast would be a wink in the dark. It, it would not work. No one would care. We have to have our friends, our colleagues, our people care. But for that to have happened, what have we done through the years to care about them? So that we can now say, I would like for you to do this. Will you do this? I have no problem asking for that. Right? So... So I think you have to give as good as you get. But today, again, for the first time, what does it mean for you to be with people? My heart's beating so fast out of my chest, I can't get over it. <laughs> I'm so excited because that's my oxygen. That's my chemistry. Well, I'm not a people person like you. Okay, well, you still need people. You know, figure out a way to do that. And it's adaptability, Anne, because I want, I want her hot takes. I'm enthralled by people with a different point of view as long as our, our philosophies have a commonality. Nobody has to agree with me all the time. I think that's the most boring thing in the world. And, and so that's the type, I think, of, of connections I want. And there's never a bad day to make a good connection. I'm going to expound on what Annie started with about being intentional. So building social capital, uh, and that is just your network, um, 
I would, I would encourage you to pick five people today by the end of the day that you really would love to reach out to, that maybe you don't know how you will use that connection in the future. It might be for business, might be uh, for a passion project you have, it might be for your personal or family life, but make your small bucket list of five people that you would love to have in your network. And that could be, you could be starting in your social network. Social media is a huge driver of the connection economy. And it's, it's frankly, um, most of our early guests now, this uh, today is episode 11 is coming out. So I'm sure that you will all download it and share it and like it and subscribe. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but keeping those connections, so using social, I have probably had um, five, I'll say very high gear social media connections that I ended up tapping for the Salvation Army. I'm chair of the board of Salvation Army, so you might hear a story or two, uh, Harrisburg, of that. But we do a signature event every year, and it is a, it's called the Civic Event, so I do not take credit for that name. <laughs> it was, it was uh, decided long, long ago. Uh, we moved into a new building uh, just a year and a half ago over on Rudy Road in Harrisburg. And we try to, uh, because I'm on the event committee, try to bring in really significant guests that would change up the audience. And our goal is, you know, any organization that exists on sponsorships, you need a wide network. You need a diverse network. So you need donors and funders and sponsors who care deeply about uh, doing the most good, which is the Salvation Army hashtag. But to do that, to get new, fresh faces in the seats of our events requires a larger guest. Well, it may not surprise you that the Salvation Army does not pay for guests. So we're competing, any events company, you know, we're competing against the Aholds or, you know, larger, the Harscos or any of the larger Hershey company, uh, companies in town to bring in big names because those names would attract diverse people in the seats who ultimately would be uh, encouraged to donate and keep the Salvation Army services going. We're about 138 years in Harrisburg, and that's a fabulous thing, and that's a not-so-fabulous thing that we're needed for 138 years, but it speaks to our legacy and history of, of helping, making sure no one's falling through the cracks. So from social media is how I really started to connect to these incredibly inspirational individuals. And I'll just, I'll tell one, one quick story that I uh, love. 2011, uh, I was at a social media event, and that's the early days of social media, uh, in Las Vegas. And it was a small, there was maybe 110 of us at this conference, uh, two-day conference. And the speaker then, uh, so this is in February, uh, I was so impressed by the speaker talking about social media from space. Now, Colonel Doug Wheelock, he's on Twitter, Twitter uh, he's on uh, Instagram too. Um, <clears throat> he, he had just come back as commander of the International Space Station. That's a really big deal. I didn't realize as he kept talking, I'm like Googling uh, on my Blackberry. I had a Blackberry in 2011. Um, he was so impressive and talking about how NASA was uh, encouraging him to tweet from space. Well, the space station is the largest, is largest but most expensive uh, structure 
in the world. It's, it's several billion dollars, and it celebrated its 20th, 20th year in space. And I'm thinking if NASA is having a space soldier who is the commander of the space station spend some time tweeting like there's seriously something to this, they must know something that the rest of the business world uh, doesn't know. After he spoke, and this is part because I'm in PR and I'm curious and I intentionally want to meet awesome, wise people. Um, he had left his, his, our room where he was presenting. I followed him out, introduced myself, very, very green, and say, hey, I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Do you mind if I do a quick video? And he said, no, absolutely. From that video, so I post it and, and we tweet and, and keep up to date. Um, and he is so wicked smart. I had to have him in my network. That was, uh, I didn't know how I would connect with him again. I didn't know when or what the opportunity would be, but he was someone in my network. I just thought he's so cool. I have to keep learning from him. I want to follow wherever he goes. He's going back into space. He's done six spacewalks. Like that's legit crazy. I mean, you're out there tethered, you know, think of Sandra Bullock, that, that movie, <laughs> you're tethered to the space station. Um, so after several years, I end up uh, inviting him to our Salvation Army Civic event. And when he came, so I want to say that was 2019, 2018, um, working with NASA was incredible, but most of it was brokered on Twitter. So when I say be intentional about building your diverse network, nobody's off the table. Don't, don't take yourself out of that ask before you went into the ask because it was all brokered. Doug is the one who told me where to reach out to uh, NASA's astronaut appearances and how to follow that. And he had already said on Twitter, like, I'm, I'm going to come. But NASA, really, you can't pick your astronauts when you invite them to come. But I really wanted to pick my astronaut. <laughs> I said, uh, Doug, we want you here. So the beauty of that connection was that when he came, he spent the afternoon before our evening event, which was at the Radisson, uh, with 25 of our Salvation Army kids, who I will guarantee you had never met an astronaut, not the least of which a colonel, not the least of which the commander of the International Space Station, in his NASA outfit, telling them that from a small town in New York, you can also be a commander of the space station. And these kids were just, to use your word, gobsmacked. They were just, uh, oh my word. Enthralled. But that's the beauty mm -hmm. of connections. And they would never be in that connection with the colonel if I hadn't thought, you know, what, uh, I'm going to be intentional and ask him, and what's the worst he can say? No. You know, the video is still up on Dieter Gallagher Group. You know, if you'd love to, uh, to Google it, you can find it. And I think I, I probably surprised myself about that social capital. But uh, we tweet all the time, even today. And um, when he came, I had my, uh, I, I called my son and daughter-in-law. I said, you got to get over here. Because he was doing photos. I said, I want Easton, who was our first grandson, who I think was three at the time. I said, I want his picture with Doug. Because Doug is going back to space. And I want him to talk to Easton's elementary class when he gets back up there. So all of these connections, don't think anything's too wild. 
And, and just, I encourage you, you know, make your bucket list and make it big and bold and your social capital, you know, follows right along with it. So that movie is, uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, but don't watch it if you don't want to cry. I'm just <laughs> saying that's a, that's a, that's a tough Isn't one. Isn't she tethered? She's tethered um, to, in mm, space. There's <laughs> a going on there. So that's, um, you know, and Anne, we, we kid in about her fascination with space based solely <laughs> on that, um, human connection. So you can't top that, right? So I'm just going to bring us back. Back down to earth in Mechanicsburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania. And it's real and that guy. So Leah's back there. I can't see her. And I told her, like, that's not good behind the post, girlfriend. So she mentions Camp Hill, right? So I said, oh, you have to get a direct connection with Anne, who is Miss Camp Hill. That's where our <laughs> World Headquarters studio is. But Camp I come to Mechanicsburg often, too. So I, and, I love Mechanicsburg. you know, she'll say, I'm going to run up to Cornerstone. I'm going to run up to PA Bakery. I'm going to run across a little black dress. I'm going to go to Plum Something <laughs> Shoes, right? So... She uh, eats, sleeps, and breathes that. So you have Aaliyah, and that's a really important connection for Aaliyah, who's here for to me for that reason. And that's Anne's a good Anne's a good one, it's a great one for that. And then you have Leanne, yes. um, who um, absolute girl crush forever with her. <laughs> um, you know, previously I met I met Leanne at the at the West Shore Chamber, and what Leanne was always interested in doing was help me help them and everyone won. Like, so when I think of Leanne and my heart swells and, and look, it's, 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 it's through the years, right? You, you do need connections where we don't stay in touch. We don't do the girl thing. We don't go to lunch and day drink on Saturday. We don't do <laughs> a lot of the things that, that girlfriends do. But the second I see her, it's as if no time has passed. And so that's a connection that's, that's highly valued. But I don't sit there and wonder if I ever see Leanne and go, oh, I don't know, so I feel the same as she feels the same. There's just, it's built on a really strong foundation. We completely accept it for what it is. And so when and if our career can, can intersect which, which, by the way, it's doing today. What does that look like down the road? Can I ever help her with what she does? If I could, I would. Could she ever help me with me and my company and what we do? If she could, she would. And so there's just a positivity around that. I so value her, right? And that started, what? At a West Shore chamber. Chamber. And I would say to everyone that was a chamber member, you know, it's like a dashboard. You're driving down the road, you know, when something's wrong, there's a reason it's a red flashing light. There's a reason, right? And my favorite thing from a sermon way back when forever in a mass was you're, you're driving your car and that rear view mirror is the size that it is and that windshield is the size that it is. Got to live forward. Got to drive forward. But every once in a while, you got to take a glance in that rear view and go, hmm, you know, retrospective that's back there. And in really what the podcast has aggregated that I'm most surprised about in, in a really positive way is the amount of people I've touched throughout my career that are engaged with this. This is solely how I view life, how I view business, the tremendous amount of missteps and mistakes I've made. But because I fail and continue to fail as often as I do, 
that is why I succeed. And that is really the metal, right? The iron forged to how very rarely is anyone going to see me sweat. A lot of reasons for that, right? But the bottom line is, doesn't matter what hits me, I go immediately into contingency mode because there's always a different path. William's just still worried he took Paul's. Like, <laughs> man, why didn't I stay with that brother? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. He made me you angry didn't know at what doors to knock on. That's exactly right. So there's, there's new with Aaliyah, right? And, and there's established with Leanne. Most of, I'm excited about both of them. I'm excited about every single person who is here. And to Anne's point, if you think you could help someone who could help you, mutually beneficial, it's important, grab coffee. I mean, lunch, you got to eat. But lunch is a little different thing. You got to eat. You got to sit longer. I didn't get married till I was 36, so when I would go on dates, I'd try to make a lunch because like, I had to go back to work. <laughs> so I was a dud. You're like, okay, I got to go back to work, right? Dinner, t- n- dinner doesn't have a beginning and an end. You're right for a date. So the bottom line is, what, what is a person willing to do to meet you halfway? And then it's chemistry, and then it's trust, and it's just, I immediately like Dan, like is really important to me. I, I want to like people, but guess what? Don't like everyone. <laughs> and oh, by the way, ladies, it's okay. This is the authenticity oozing out of it's, Annie. It's, 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 it, you know, people, like, I just want to be liked. Well, good. That's a goal. That's an unachievable goal. And why would you want that? And I say that with, with, with incredul- in, incredulity. I say, what, why, why in the world would your goal be for everyone to like you? Ew. Right? Impossible. I don't, I'm not into impossible goals and objectives. I'm into aggressive ones, but I have a lot of them. You have to have a goal. You have to have an objective for what you're doing in your career, but obviously not for the astronaut. Anne's just crazy smart in her own right, and she's connecting, going, I'm just going to be a better person for what is in his head. Totally. For where this goes, right? I don't have an expectation. Those are where the the colossal disappointments happen in life, if you think about it. Ooh, it wasn't what I expected. What did you expect? I don't have any responsibility for that. You try to say, here's what I want to accomplish. A beginning of every meeting. Hate meetings, by the way. Note to self. Because they're always <laughs> terrible. Here's what I want to accomplish in this meeting. Boom, boom, boom. Here's the time I think it'll take. Here's the time we have. My goal is to give you 15 or 20 minutes back of your life. Right? That's the expectation. We better do it. Right? I mean, so, so I think there's that accountability to me 100% of the time. It's just how I roll. So again, you're finding, to Anne's point, the soft skills of people that are the chemistry part of it. And I'll say to someone, I understand I'm an acquired taste and you don't dig me. <laughs> That's easy, right? You can tell. And, and I get it. I completely get it. Right? I want respect to be the currency. And you want me on that wall because I'm going to challenge things. I'm going to be the straw that stirs the drink, but I'm going to respect you. I'm going to consider 
your skill set. I respect people's mad skill sets that that particularly euphemism, right, would never be invited to my barbecue if, if you're if you're catching my drift. But you make the network stronger. The networks that you are in with your challenging and your counterintuitive questioning, um, you keep us all on our toes. And we, you don't want a network where everyone's the same. That's groupthink. And if you've ever been on any boards, I've been on many boards, and when there's groupthink, it's not great. It leads you down you know, a path that is not informed. So when Annie's in your network, and I'm sure that she's now in everybody's network that's in attendance today, uh, you will be better and you will be stronger. And I'm speaking from experience with that. And I think that the strength of your own network, a good way to measure it was, was from March 2020 to today. When everything is pulled out from under you, when the unthinkable happens. Now, we do crisis PR, and I will guarantee you there is no client I have yet spoken to or non-client that had a crisis plan that included the devastation, disruption, economic, health, uh, global situation that we just came through. No one had messaging ready for any of those scenarios. <clears throat> so the strength of our network, even that we're able to pull this off and think this during such a challenging time, um, again, is, is my reaction to your request. But you would see uh, Centric Bank has been a longtime client of mine, a community bank in the area. If you own a small business, one of the first things you thought of, how on earth am I going to stay in the black? How am I going to keep everybody employed when I've lost, you know, half my business? Uh, whether you're a restaurant, you lost all your business. Um, healthcare, weak people aren't going in for tests and, and standard things. Um, so you easily found out. I saw Patty Husick, the CEO of Centric Bank, on social media pages, personally answer. I've, I call the banker right away. I'm thinking, what, what do I do next? I couldn't wait for the SBA is rolling out very methodically next steps. If you're a small business owner, I can't wait for methodical next steps. You have like maybe 48 hours to figure this out. Annie's the CEO of a much larger company. She had the same struggles, just magnified. But you saw if you knew your banker, you knew your, your attorney, if you knew your healthcare provider, you had access in that network for immediate decisions and immediate responses. If you're, if you're operating so low, it was much more challenging and the time just seemed to drag on and it would affect your bottom line. So your network, be thinking of your diverse network. Who do you need to know God forbid the next crisis that comes down or the next economic cycle. And we're going to have more. We've been, we've been through many and now we've just been through the unthinkable and uh, our resilience, you know, is, is forged now through fire. You know, and in any capacity in this, whatever this statement is, no one cares what you know till they know that you care. And, you know, a leader is always going to be under a microscope. Th throw a woman into it, it's just different. It's just different, but we have to learn to operate within the entire ecosystem because note to say, you know, there's a lot of men and women, right? And so I'll tell you, and I've, I've been really honest about this, it took a, a tremendous mental toll on me. You know, and I run a company, but I'm an employee. I don't, I don't own the company. And when you have um, the feeling of responsibility for 60 employees... And their, because, and their families, because you care that deeply, 
and we had people who were trying to get married, having their first baby, the just this sort of terrifying way that that impacted me to the point where I had to say, you know what, there's a lot of things back there in the rear view I got to take a better look at. Can't continue to live this way. There's too much I have to disassociate with to be able to continue to function up to and including calling the ownership group and saying, look, you know, there are some things going on. I'm going to try to come out the other side. But if I can't still doing this job, guess what? I'm not going to do the job anymore. I'm going to find a way to be healthy and figure out what it means to have a quality of life for everything I've built to this point. And I'm not... This is to close the loop on networks and connections. And I said to Anne, I'm going to look back at her and this podcast and everything we've done and think in large part it may have saved my life. Did I know that about Anne Gallagher at any point? Did I know this journey would mean that to me that this fills me with a joy I can't even articulate? You know, getting to know her, which I thought was important on the podcast, like, again, not besties, not, you know, but, but so, so philosophically aligned, so different, but yet so, so intentional. We want all the same things, you know, and, 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 you know, if, if, if I'm the grit, I'm more a street fighter. She's more, she's Wharton, right? Uh, um, she's, she's the, the elegance and the gravitas where she just walks in a room and gravitas, you're, you're changing the room. And to, to consider, like, just, it's, 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 it's as meaningful as her astronaut, right? She's my astronaut. And to think about how now this touches people and, and how intentional it is. And we, we're doing this out of the love of, 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 of women and what we do. And can you learn one single thing that didn't knock you down from this? So that, you know, and it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's popping back up. And sometimes I think, man, I just needed to just stay laying down. There are just battles I fight I should not fight. I, I have to let it go. Right? I can't care more than people care. Big, 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 big lesson. Huge lesson, right? And so my point to that is it's the journey. And when people are worth knowing it's worth the exploration. See what I did there? Space. <laughs> to, and none of this, we don't, we, I didn't know that story. I didn't know about all Like none of this, all of this is organic with the vulnerability and the trust she and I have to, to, to do this and to say, I'm not any different than anybody else. Right. I have enormous struggles. And I think it's important that everyone know that. You know, I'm a mom. I'm a wife, you know, I'm a daughter, and there's a lot of people that needed me, right? I only have one me. I wish, you know, there was more sort of to go around, but that closes the loop on someone that you just respect, admire, and enjoyed, because we used to be in the same building till, till we got our world headquarters in Camp Hill and Build Out Studio, <laughs> um, that, that just now is, is this. And I'd look back and go, I think that was my lifeline, because it's never a good time to do anything, right? It's never a good time to get married, never a good time to have a baby, never a good time to move. My worst enemies, I just wish they have to move because that's the worst thing ever, right? So I just want you to understand that you don't have to have the end goal or the destination in mind. If they're good people, find a way 
to be with them in whatever capacity, whether it's Aaliyah who we just met or whether it's Leanne who, you know, unfailingly is, is Leanne, right? So, so what does that look like? And that closes my loop on Earth after her loop in space. <laughs> you are so good at this. I mean, you, she loves the unscripted. Anyone who's in public relations, we do nothing unscripted. Like, we, we detail everything. You see my notes are on the table because she makes me sit up here without my notes. So I am in the deep end. Uh, I do feel tethered, though. So did you see what I did there? I, feel I did. I did. <laughs> tethered to you. But um, I think to bring it home, anything we've learned, I think we're all stronger. We're sitting here in business, either owning businesses or, or having jobs. We made it through the unthinkable. And I will confess largely because of our networks and the strength and 100%. the support we received. And that can be from the Mechanicsburg Chamber and that can be from Bureau Gathering Place, people who did everything possible to keep their business and their space open and to provide opportunities. I'm a huge believer in face-to-face -face communications and, and we can read a body language and we can, you know, see emotion. And I've done many a Zoom. It is not the same. So I'm excited when we can make great use of technology, but then come back in real person and just support each other. And I think that's how communities like Mechanicsburg, like Camp Hill, like Harrisburg, that's our glue. We are our neighbors, and we support each other and, and do business with each other. And it's lift our each, community. Lift it's... Each, each other up, and that's our... So not only starting in your own neighborhood and your own business circle to um, <clears throat> widen your network and build your social capital, I also want to throw out there, make sure you know your policymakers and your politicians, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. If you live in a community, you will need your elected officials. And I encourage you to call them, not to rant and rave, and you may want to do that, you know, have at it, do that. But make sure they know who you are. I've done, I didn't realize that till probably five years ago, how incredibly important it is to have the ear of the men and women we vote for. Even down to the township supervisors, the school boards, those people, make sure they're in your network, part of your social capital. They have huge influence, and every time I call or text, I receive a reply. If I want to know, is, if I want confirmation, is this true? Is this happening? Is this being voted on? What do I need to know about as a taxpayer, as a mom, as a grandmother? What do I need to be aware of for small business? There's a million small businesses in Pennsylvania. So we are not a small group. And I want to know their thoughts and ideas. So lots of time people say, you know, I'm, I'm not really into politics. That's fine. But they're making decisions for you. So make sure that, you, that they know who you are. Have them in your small network. It could be, and if, if they're the opposite, opposite side of the aisle, even all the better. You need to know what they're thinking and, and how they're voting. Oh, they're people. Because so it affects you. So aren't we all you. into yes. people? So, so is it time for questions? Because that feels like that. We, this goes so fast. That had to be way more than 30. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. And have a high gear day.